Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. An unexpected partnership between one of the largest dairy cooperatives in America and a technology powerhouse that's more often associated with cubicle farms and agriculture is taking on some of the biggest threats to the U.S. food system to help farmers produce more food, more profitably, and more sustainably. Lando Lakes and Microsoft Corp. announced earlier this summer that they have forged a multi-year strategic alliance to pioneer new innovations in food production, enhance traceability, expand on-farm sustainability practices, and increase broadband and market access. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Jason Weller, the vice president of Truterra, which was formerly Lando Lake Sustain, shares details on the partnership's three-prong approach, which includes using advanced technology and complementary agricultural science to help farmers enhance their profitability and productivity, expanding broadband internet connection in rural and agricultural communities to improve market access and quality of life, and using ag tech to improve sustainability with a focus on soil health and carbon sequestration. At first blush, the partnership between Lando Lakes Truterra and Microsoft may appear incongruous, but it makes more sense in the context of the diverse threats to the viability of farming and the fragile food system in the U.S. As Weller explains, farmers in the agricultural community face challenges from climate change, to evolving workforce, to limited access to resources that many in urban and suburban regions take for granted. What farmers and ranchers face is unprecedented, and it feels almost at times to be accelerating the challenges that, that the producers experience, starting just with global markets in the last several years going back, um, real challenges on access to markets and the disruption in a variety of different commodities across the spectrum in agriculture. That has been stressful and has created a lot of economic strain that ultimately flows back to the families that make a living from the land. But beyond that, you have accelerating, um, I think, expectations of supply chain. And it, particularly as consumers have, I think, experienced for the first time in many cases going into a grocery store and not having flour on the shelf, not having basic staples because of the supply chain disruption, I think it really, for the first time, at least the American consumer has paused and said, holy smokes, you know, this food system is maybe not, we shouldn't be taking it for granted as much as we should. And from that, I think leads to, I think, interest in understanding even more about what they're purchasing for their families and ultimately not just what are the brands and the products that are on the shelf and bringing home, but increasingly how are these food produced. And so it's then the convergence of this consumer interest and that then flows through the supply chain from the grocery retailers to the consumer packaged good companies to the ingredient processors and the milling companies and the grain elevators all the way back to the farmer. Um, and then coupling with that, you mentioned it is climate change. And it's this unknown um, that farmers increasingly have to confront and deal with, the increasing variability in their weather. And it has been, a, I think, a political 
challenge to, to I think over the last you know, not just several years but going back some time now that has been I think a challenge for a variety of reasons to really get into that conversation but now growers are starting to experience extreme swings in the weather we're going back to 2012 even it was the worst drought I think this continent had experienced since the dust bowl and then a year or two later you had unprecedented um, rain and precipitation and flooding in the last couple of years you've had tens of millions of acres of what we call prevent plant which is where the farmer can't even get in the field to plant the crop because of just the extreme wet weather conditions so it, the, the takeaway is there's a lot happening and ultimately how do we help the farmer navigate this whether it's access to markets getting the best value for their products their grain or commodities but also adopting new technology integrating that technology on their operation to help their bottom line, but also providing assurance to the supply chain that they will have access to safe, nutritious food, but also increasingly having more transparency in that supply chain. It's an inordinately challenging time, but the obverse of that, the other side of that coin is, it's therefore a very exciting time to be part of this. According to Weller, the first part of the answer to this question lies in accelerating innovation of ag tech, which farmers have embraced with a scale and speed that he says likely would surprise many people. I think uh, the average consumer would be amazed at the speed and scale of innovation that's occurring in agriculture. And if you look back, actually, as far back in the record as you can go, uh, back when humans first were planting seeds and tilling the soil way back, uh, it's really been agriculture is where we've, as, as a species, as humans, we've been, really had the greatest innovations, and that continues today. Um, the advent of machine learning, artificial intelligence, automation, robotics, but also genomics, um, is un, you know, animal science, is unbelievable innovation occurring. And so it's this Microsoft, it's Land Lakes collaboration is really about advancing those ag technology capabilities leveraging the deep data science and software engineering expertise of Microsoft, but then complementing, complementing the already existing uh, technological and scientific expertise of the Land Lakes company and our subsidiaries, and then together collaborating on um, harnessing the power of data science, machine learning, artificial intelligence to help drive even quicker adoption of technology tools to help farmers enhance their profitability and productivity. Specifically, Microsoft and Land Lakes will work together to create an ag tech platform built on Microsoft Azure that will bring together existing Land Lakes tools such as Winfield United's R7 Suite, Data Silo, and TrueTerra Insights Engine under a unified architecture to better identify ways farmers can be more productive with their time and resources. So, for example, the improved platform could help farmers know exactly where and when to plant seeds for ideal growth conditions, maximum yield, minimum inputs, and, of course, a reduced carbon footprint. The second pillar of the partnership will focus on improving rural connectivity and Internet access, which Willer describes as a right and necessary utility similar to water or electricity, but which he adds currently is limited in most agricultural communities. We aspire to have farmers be able to access global markets, produce, you know, value-add products and commodities, but do so in a way that advances their sustainability, advances climate solutions, um, but also advances and accelerates their profitability. 
technology has to be core to that. And if the farmer has limited access to the Internet or only can access it through their phone but doesn't have access to broadband Internet or that, that, that rural community doesn't have access to the broadband, it really stifles innovation or uh, allowing a, a rural business to access the interna international markets, international commerce, or even for just quality of life. Um, because we are owned by farmers and we are farmers, to us it's really about um, providing this right of access to allow for families to experience telemedicine, teleeducation, um, commerce, and in many cases our rural communities don't have access. And I think this, um, as, a, as an aside, this time of the COVID and the pandemic and shifting shutdowns and stay-at-home orders uh, has really exacerbated and highlighted this inequity between rural and suburban and rural and urban. And the rural communities have really struggled and challenged to have access to these basic um, services that much of us in rural, I mean, suburban and, and urban communities take for granted. If there's ever a moment, now's the time where we really need to shine a light on this disparity. And it's, it's holding back, uh, I think, the opportunity to innovate, but also holding back economic progress. And it's also holding back the, the, the great human potential that are in many of these communities and these households. And Delana Lakes uh, worked with a number of different partners. And with Beth Ford and her leadership, we've co-created with our partners what we're calling the American Connection Project. And it's a coalition of now I think it's approaching, it's over 70, maybe approaching close to 80 different companies across the industry. These are going to be agriculture-oriented industries and companies. These are going to be food companies. These are going to be technology companies, including Microsoft. Um, it will be health institutions like the Mayo Clinic. It includes farmer organizations like, such as the American Farm Bureau Federation and National Farmers Union, the National Milk Producers Federation, um, a whole uh, constellation of companies, the financial uh, institutions, including CoBank, all coming together and realizing if we are going to advance economic opportunities and quality of life opportunities and, and start to address some of the dislocation we're seeing in our country from just on how we talk to each other to how we, our economy operates, we need to address this lack of access to the Internet. It's just, like I said, it's, a, it's almost like the interstate. It's the interstate of the 21st century, and we need to provide access. But it also unlocks a lot of potential for advancing American agriculture and helping America feed a growing world. And so this coalition then is first and foremost through our, our, our facilities turning on the Internet, right? So it's just a basic Band-Aid approach, but it's a very big Band-Aid. So there are hundreds of locations now across rural America where we've turned on Wi-Fi and now making it free and accessible. And Microsoft is in core to this and helping us make those in connections, enhancing the signals, putting in, in place the hardware to transmit broadcast the, the signal to allow for folks to safely come in and access the Internet um, as a stopgap. But beyond that, it's also advocating for good public policy at the federal and state level. And how do we have policy officials allow for, remove barriers you know, to allow for broadband to uh, penetrate into rural areas more effectively, but then also making the public investment. And this is something that the private sector alone can't shoulder that this is a very significant investment. And because it is infrastructure, it's the interstate system of the 21st century, it's a public investment that will go a long ways 
to pay dividends for food production, food system stability and resiliency, sustainability advancement and resiliency, but also just addressing um, societal needs around education, economics, and, and just basic human welfare. And so this coalition is, is advocating on Capitol Hill and in state legislatures and governor's offices for more robust public investment to advance broadband access. The third pillar of Microsoft and Land Lake's plan focuses on sustainability with a particular focus on soil health, soil carbon, and carbon sequestration, which Weller points out crosses the other two pillars. How do we leverage the ag technology capabilities of our Land Lakes company and Microsoft, but also our agronomic expertise and our relationship with farmers to first identify opportunities on the farm to help them improve their, their management, their operations for their farm, which will drive, of course, profitability and efficiency. But also through management, how do we help the farmer understand their ability to create new commodities? And these new commodities are environmental com- credits, environmental commodities. So they could be sole carbon sequestration credits or ecosystem credits. So how do we help prepare the farmer to identify opportunities to improve their performance, but also identify opportunities to create this new potential marketplace of ecosystem credits and then help those farmers bring that new class commodity to the market and generate the best value, the best price for those credits, ultimately for them to access a new revenue stream to help strengthen their, their bottom line, but also provide the incentives to adopt the practices which will help improve the resiliency of their farms for the future. There is a, a core component um, that will focus on enhancing the efficiency of milk production and also animal care. So how do we take care of the cows? Happy cows create high-quality, better milk. Uh, and so it's, it's cow care, it's animal welfare, cow comfort, but it's also about productivity. And how do we produce more dairy and more milk um, with less inputs and with less impact to the environment. So that will be absolutely a component of this. On the crop side, um, this is where already the Land Lakes family has some really powerful ag technology tools. But part of the limitation to really unlock the power of these tools is frankly the underlying inherent data that are out there. So for example, the soils, the weather, the temperature, the slope, topography. Um, and it's how do you get a lot of that underlying information, but overlaying that then the management that the farmer uses on those fields around their, their, their crops that they plant and the rotation of their crops and the, the application of crop protection products and the application of fertilizers. So it's that whole agronomic system overlaid on top of the environmental conditions. And today, there are individual technologies. Um, you know, you can get that from some of that from the machinery. Some of that you can get from public sources. Some of that you have to get manually from the farmer. And a lot of it is qualitative. It is uh, time intensive. It's expensive. And what, uh, bottom line then is it's going to be uh, less high quality. It's expensive to get, and it, it's just it's for the farmer or for the agricultural retailer. Many times requires triple, quadruple entry of the same data into different systems. So if we can connect to that data collection seamlessly, 
uh, if you can answer a lot of those data points using satellite imagery or using artificial intelligence to answer those questions without having to ask the farmer, uh, and you can verify the quality of that data so you have high confidence in what goes in, you therefore can get higher quality of what you can create. What you can create on the crop field is this is where I'm really excited and passionate about this. I'm really, it has a twofold benefit of both productivity and profitability, which is so foundational for sustainable agriculture, is if you can drive the insights of what's happening at crop field down to the acre, where then you can recommend to the farmer on how to maximize productivity on the acre based on the soil, based on um, the, the terrain and topography, and therefore you can optimize their seed selection. So what's going to be the optimal seed, the, the, the hybrid or the seed that will be the highest performing based on your weather and your soils in your production system. And then you can create the prescription on the conservation practices that will be the best for those soils to improve the function of those soils, to allow for better water infiltration, better aeration of the soils, better nutrient cycling efficiency in the soils. Then prescribe the right uh, nutrient prescription plan so you are spoon feeding that crop during the season so you're giving it additional nutrients both micro and macronutrients when the crop needs it but therefore you're not over applying and risking the loss of those nutrients to the environment um, ultimately you can come back and create that, that prescription that will drive hyper efficiency improve profitability improve productivity which is really needed for a growing world population but also the, in the system, reduce the loss from the field, in this case, loss being topsoil, soil carbon in the atmosphere, not just oxide in the atmosphere, which is very powerful greenhouse gas. So there's a lot of positive benefits that come from this and maybe even position the farmer to be a net carbon sink, be pulling carbon out of the atmosphere and putting that back in the soil, um, which is good for long-term performance and function of those soils but also, as I said earlier, position that farmer to maybe even be generating a new class of commodities beyond that grain crop. Now they can also uh, create soil carbon sequestration commodities, which they can then market. So the ag technology will be the engine, right? That's the workhorse that makes all of this possible. And this is where the connection with Microsoft, the alliance with Microsoft, I think is really um, can be a, a massive accelerant. And I'm personally really excited to see what comes next. While the potential to help farmers with ag tech is tremendous, Weller acknowledges that many have concerns about privacy and cost. He explained that Land O'Lakes holds sacrosanct that farmers own the data they create, and it will not be shared without their permission. Likewise, he said that the co-op would shoulder much of the cost of the program, although it would offer paid subscriptions to additional services that farmers already need. In terms of cost, um that, by and large, is something that our cooperative system shoulders today. And so because we're a cooperative system, much of that, that data technology today is something that our system uh, shoulders the cost of. And so in some limited cases, yes, there's a subscription we ask the farmer to, to also pay into because what we've learned is in many cases you don't value what you don't pay for. But much of our technology is something that is brought to the farmer on behalf of their advisor, their agronomy advisor, or their consultants, or their agri-retailer. And so that's part of a, a, a subscription service. So where instead of just being a one-off technology cost, it's really looking at that holistic system. You get agronomy advice. You get that crop consulting advice. 
In many cases, you'll have in-season services, so it could be applications for fertilizers or it could be harvesting services that the farmer needs assistance with. Um, and it, what's included in that then would be other ag technology subscriptions. That is helping the farmer come up with that, that seed placement plan, come up with that crop protection and, and crop nutrient plan, come up with the in-season um, tissue sampling and soil testing that may come up, you know, help guide the farmer when maybe additional fertilizers are needed or maybe when they don't need to apply additional fertilizers. So for this to work, it really needs to be an integrated system. And where it works best is where the technology is just woven into um, that experience for the farmer. So when you, you come in as a standalone, that sometimes it's a harder proposition. This is just one of many partnerships that Land O'Lakes TrueTerra has formed to drive sustainability across the food chain. It also recently announced a second-year results with its ongoing pilot project with Campbell Soup Company and the agricultural retailer The Mill to improve the sustainability of wheat farms in the Chesapeake Bay region that supply ingredients for Campbell brands, including goldfish crackers and Pepperidge Farm cookies. So we're really proud of our partnership with Campbell's. And this is about a food company that is concerned about its supply chain, but also understanding more robustly from where it sources its grain that ends up as flour that goes into their food products. And being a good neighbor and really understanding how to help farmers in their sourcing region advance their success both from a product standpoint, but also from a stewardship standpoint. So with our company, our company sustainability business, Antland Lakes, its name is TruTerra. And TruTerra has a technology tool called the TruTerra Insights Engine. And it is the industry-leading precision conservation platform. We built this for farmers, with farmers, and to help answer the questions for farmers about how, where are they at with their sustainability and what are additional changes in their management system, their agronomy practices, or maybe additional opportunities to adopt new conservation that will benefit their farm from a profit standpoint, but also help start to address maybe excess sediment loss from their fields or carbon loss in the atmosphere or fertilizer loss as runoff. We have uh, well over 1,000 fields, close to 2,000 fields, enrolled in the Insights Engine. And this is where we're now doing that one-on-one -on -one consultation with farmers on first benchmarking their sustainability practices and their levels of stewardship. And then working with the farmer on identifying potentially new practices they want to adopt. So that those practices could include reducing their tillage intensity. So for example, in this project, we've actually seen an increase in the adoption of no-till practices. Um, Maybe it's the adoption of cover crops, which is a great practice for scavenging excess fertilizer that's left in the soils after harvest, protecting the soils from wind and rain erosion, but also increasing the soil organic matter and soil carbon content in the soils. Um, so there's a lot of great benefits to cover crops. So we've seen an expansion of cover crop adoption uh, among many of the farmers in the program. Or it could be traditional conservation practices that are really good for reducing erosion or filtering water flow from the field, so capturing the sediment nutrients before it leaves the field. And so we've seen the adoption of additional conservation practices on the farmers enrolled in the platform. So we're actually seeing advancement in conservation, in sustainability. And so bottom line, through this engagement in partnership with Campbell's and Campbell's support, 
we're able to now bring the insights engine out into the field, put it in the hands of the trusted advisors who the farmers work with and trust for their agronomy services and getting recommendations on next steps on how to enhance their management. As a result of this work, the True Terra Insights engine revealed a near-zero net on-farm greenhouse gas emissions across all acres, with some even reporting net negative emissions. Nitrogen use efficiency also improved from 2018 to 2019, with an average NUE across the wheat acres in 2019 reaching 1.14 pounds of nitrogen per bushel, which signals farmers are optimizing yield while minimizing environmental risk by more efficiently using inputs that can be expensive for farmers. Finally, soil erosion also declined from 2018 to 2019, according to Truterra. Based on this success and other projects, Weller says Truterra is excited to expand and accelerate its public-private partnership approach to drive additional production, economic, and environmental benefits across agriculture with the help from precision technology and with an eye towards being an impact company. With that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.